Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. I told you in the beginning that we're looking at a couple of anti-heroes. Well, obviously, I'm talking about Felix and Drusilla. They're examples of how not to live your life. Historians tell us that Felix was at one time a slave, but his brother, Pallas, was someone who was close. He was friendly, whatever, an associate of Nero, the Roman emperor. The Bible is filled with many stories of encouragement, yet Do we also listen to enough precaution for our life from the Bible as well? The Bible, the inspired Word of God, is a book for all occasions. Today, Pastor Robert begins to paint a picture of our main characters and how not to live your life as a Christian. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 24, as he begins his message, Anti-Heroes. Today we're back in Acts, chapter 24, and now God gives us a couple of examples, but they're anti-heroes, if you will. These are examples of people who, um, how not to live. We're only looking at a few verses today. We're beginning at Acts chapter 24, verse 17, where the Apostle Paul is presenting his defense to Governor Felix in Caesarea. The Jewish leadership had made some accusations, and they were just going to beat him to death. But the Roman commander intervened, Lysias, and stopped it. And so now, you know, Paul has been transported from Jerusalem down to Caesarea Maritima, and there's this hearing going on. So Paul is kind of explaining some things. He says, now, after many years, I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation. You know, a lot of times when you read the word nation in the New Testament, the word is ethnos in the Greek. You could read my people, and that's kind of what he's saying here. He's like, I came to bring to bring offerings, alms. You know, the charity is maybe the way we would say that more commonly today. In the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple neither with a mob nor with tumult. He's like, I wasn't causing any problems. They ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me, these Jews from Asia Minor. Verse 20, or else let those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council, unless it's for this one statement, which I cried out, standing among them, quote, Concerning the resurrection of the dead, I'm being judged by you this day, end quote. But when Felix heard these things, having 
more accurate knowledge of the way. Now, don't miss that. It's kind of thrown in there, this little blurb, you know, Felix having more accurate knowledge of the way. So he, Felix, this governor, had some basic understanding of Christianity, apparently more understanding than the Jewish people who were there to accuse Paul. So he adjourned the proceedings and said, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I'll make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty. So he's still in prison, but he's got at least a little bit of latitude, a little bit of freedom. Told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for him or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Porcius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. Now, listen, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't have time, but that word convenient, when I have a, a convenient time, man, that's a scary word. It's a scary concept, convenience, what's convenient, because it sure governs a lot of decisions in our world today, what's convenient. Now, like I said, our beach service this morning, we took the time to consider the first part of Acts chapter 24, and we considered the fact that the answer to the hopelessness of our time is the assurance of the resurrection, both of the just and of the unjust. And if you didn't make it out for that service, please catch it later on our YouTube channel, our Calvary Miami Beach YouTube channel. And help us out by subscribing to that channel if you haven't already. We're not trying to to be honest, it, you know, it's not like it does a bunch for the church itself, but what I think it will do is elevate the profile, if you will, of the gospel on YouTube. Every little bit helps, and it gives us more opportunities because of the way the search algorithms are done. The more subscribers we have, the more likely our messages are to pop up when people search on the subject of anxiety or depression or Bible or whatever they might, you know, anything related. But today, what I want us to consider, what I want us to ponder for a few minutes right now is verses 24 through 27. Now, I told you in the beginning that we're looking at a couple of anti-heroes. Well, obviously, I'm talking about Felix and Drusilla. They're examples of how not to live your life. Historians tell us that Felix was at one time a slave, but his brother, Pallas, was someone who was close. He was friendly, whatever, an associate of Nero, the Roman emperor. And that's how Felix ended up becoming a Roman governor in Judea. The Roman historian Tacitus writes that Felix was cruel and greedy, that <laughs> said that he governed with the prerogatives of a king and the spirit of a slave. Now, I guess the idea that Tacitus was conveying was that once having been oppressed himself, he now actually enjoyed oppressing other people. That happens sometimes, right? 
Drusilla, on the other hand, was Jewish. She was the great-granddaughter of King Herod the Great, who was king when Jesus was born, actually. He was the one who ordered that all the babies two years of age and younger in Israel should be killed. When he heard about this Messiah, this king, this son of David who was prophesied to be born in Israel, he just commanded that all the babies be killed. That was grandpa. Well, when Felix met Drusilla, she was the wife of a minor king in the area of Syria, and he seduced her away from the guy. She had a reputation. The Jewish historian, Josephus, wrote this. He said, when Felix was governor of Judea, he saw her, Drusilla, and being captivated with her beauty, persuaded her to desert her husband, transgress the laws of her country, and marry himself. It's an interesting story, kind of a soap opera kind of a story that we don't have time to go into, but apparently there was some sorcerer, some magician, whatever, this guy named Simon that was involved in the whole thing with Felix, and Drusilla was Felix's third wife. Tacitus also tells us that one of his earlier wives had been the granddaughter of Antony and Cleopatra. So that kind of tells us that apparently Felix was extremely connected in the world of Roman politics, and he was a depraved, womanizing creep. Now, Let's not forget, as we read through this, what we read about in the space of 11 verses here in Acts chapter 24 took place over the course of two full years in the life of the Apostle Paul. This was something that for Paul probably seemed like it was never going to end at one point. And God the Holy Spirit clearly felt that these two encounters between Paul and Felix, the governor, which were only two among many, according to the Bible... These two were significant enough to highlight, significant enough that they warranted us paying some attention, spending some time on them. God wants us to learn from Felix's bad example. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.